Welcome back to another episode of Who the Hell is This For? And today we are talking... So it's been a hotly discussed movie on the internet. And we thought, it. why not? Let's talk about it. Everybody's talking about it. There's a movie by Zack Snyder. A huge team-up movie. A dark take on a classic uh, series. His own creative vision is finally coming out. And we are watching it. We watch it for this episode. And that's right. We are watching the Snyder Cut. Zack Snyder's preferred creative vision for Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> so I think it's going to be really fun. I hope everybody really likes this. I think it's going to be awesome. Huge. We're probably going to get picked up by a ton of publications um, because everybody, nobody can stop talking about the Snyder Cut. And here we are. We are discussing the Snyder Cut. Of, ahead of the curve. Ahead of the curve. The Snyder Cut of Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. How are you guys doing today? You excited? I'm excited. I am so excited that this movie is over and I don't have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, review spoilers. It stinks. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, before we do get into the episode, though, I once again want to plug Transform KC and One Struggle KC. Uh, the first is an organization uh, that helps trans youth and teens in Kansas City. And the other helps incarcerated or recently freed uh, people, specifically black men and women, in the Kansas City area. There's a lot of bad things happening around Kansas City and the country right now. Uh, so make sure you continue to donate, support, plug these organizations, help out people where you can. It's just, it's a bad time and be good to each other. So with that said... Let's get into the episode. What have you guys been watching over the past two weeks? We've been watching a lot of true crime. We've been watching... I forget if I talked about this in the last episode or not. We've been watching... Um, oh, shit. You'll Be Gone in the Dark, or Will Be Gone in the Dark, or something like that. Is that the real estate one? <laughs> I No, I, the guy was like a real estate agent, and he's committed a bunch of murders. I don't, no, I don't think so. What was that one called? I feel like you're, this is a bit... It's not a bit. You're I really swear. setting this up like a bit. <laughs> I swear on all four animals in my house that this is not a bit. I... We've been doing this for too long. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it does have the cadence of one of my esteemed bits, but it's not. I swear. On our Ready Player One episode, you talked about something. This guy, every city he went to, mysterious deaths happened to people associated with him. Yeah, but he's not a real estate agent. So I must have talked about this before. I, I... I feel like it was a real estate. No, he was a cop. That's my personal. He was a cop. cop. Oh. Okay. Well, real estate agents, cops, whatever. (laughs) It's all the same to me. Defund the real estate market. (laughs) Yes. No. So it's that's on HBO. (laughs) Don't get me started. Yeah. That's that's on HBO. It's pretty good. We've also been watching like Unsolved Mysteries. Is Unsolved Mysteries good? Is it worth watching? It's. It's. I think it's pretty good. Um. Okay. There's definitely some. I hear there's only one UFO episode, which automatically my interest is just. Slashed. It is. It is predominantly cold case murder stuff. Oh, I do not care yeah. then. So if if uh, that's not your jam, then definitely not. Um, the other thing that I watched this week is I watched. I've been trying to work the Turner Classic Movie stuff on HBO, and I have to do it when I can like really focus on it because. Mm-hmm. It, just like I feel like older movies, like you just have to pay attention a little bit more to like actually get the full value out of them sometimes. Um, so mm-hmm. I watched Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Have you guys ever seen that one? That I saw that on your letterbox. That is a Clint Eastwood. Yeah, movie, it's correct? Clint Eastwood, and it's got Jeff okay. Bridges in it as well, like young young oh. Jeff Bridges, which is cool because I'd never really seen young Jeff Bridges except for like Tron Legacy. Um, <laughs> maybe the, was it accurate? Uh, pretty close. Yeah, no, or oh. I guess the original <laughs> Tron I saw, but. Um, it's just really interesting. I was going to say, it's really interesting to hear his voice. You know what I mean? Coming out of, I the, don't know. The timbre of it is the yeah, same. Yeah, it's exactly the but same. But the pitch has changed. Right. It's a lot more gravelly now, but. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> anyway, so. Thunder- the players are the same. <laughs> so Thunderbolt and Lightfoot is. It's same with Kurt Russell, though. He's like that. Sorry, we keep interrupting <laughs> you. Just talk about handsome old actors. So it's like a heist movie. It actually has a really cool opening scene where. Clint Eastwood is like preaching at the front of a, a church, so he's like pretending to be a, a preacher. And then someone comes in the church mm-hmm. and basically tries to like shoot it up. And so then they like run through this field, and it's like really, it's cinematically like really really good. But it's basically like they robbed this bank or this Montana trust thing like twenty years ago, and then hid the money, and the money was lost because it was put into a one room schoolhouse, and the schoolhouse isn't there anymore. 
And so then basically they're like, well, what if we just did the exact same thing again? Like, we already know the plan works. Like, why don't we just do it again? And so then that it just goes into the whole hijinks of that. So this is just bad times at the LRL. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, a similar Jeff Bridges movie for sure. Um, no, it was good. There's The thing I think about old movies that I always forget is, like, it feels like sometimes you can tell their locations were limited because they'll, like, do a scene where they're, like, loading something into a car and you'll see it from start to finish, them completely load the car. And you're like, this seems mm-hmm. like 45 seconds of, like, unnecessary story. You know what I mean? And so it just seems like they're like, this is just what's happening in the scene. So I don't. there's not as much, like, cutting and moving to another location and cutting. And, you know what I mean? I feel like they're just like, mm-hmm. this is where we're at. And so this, this scene is going to be this long. Um, but the overall story and the performances and stuff like that I thought were really good. Definitely worth it if you have not seen a lot of, like, young Jeff Bridges, for sure. I thought he was the star. Yeah. That is awesome. I, I might have to give that one a watch. I think HBO Max has a ton of really awesome uh, classics and older movies. I think that's something that's kind of going under the radar. They're the only streaming service that really is preserving these older films and making those easily accessible right. to people. Riley, what have you been on? Oh, man, I've been on some heaters. Uh, I'll save one because, Tyler, I know you and I both yes. watched it this week. I And I was thinking we were going to have a little joint discussion on that one. So I'll start with, and I don't know, I'm going to, I might botch this because I've never actually heard anyone say it. I've only read it, but I watched uh, It Man. IP yeah. Man. It Man. Yeah, it Man. Yeah. Awesome movie. I Love can't decide if I'm going to watch the other three because the story watch from the two. first one is too good. Two is good. I haven't seen three. Four does not look enjoyable. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like the story was very set in the first one. Like it just ended. Yes. Is the second one related? It's not. They're all basically just a different. Are they like anthologies? Of, yeah, yeah. Kinda. They're all separate, but they're all part of the Ip Man mythos. Okay, I gotcha. I believe two is when he's fighting this like British boxer. Right who's like super braggadocious and shit or is that one no it's two i read i think i remember okay. seeing that on the netflix description and two's good i like two okay three I'll... has mike tyson in it ah <laughs> okay so that's Which is where... why i passed on i can that. see where that takes a dip okay yeah. um but that, that was a really good movie mm-hmm. and then i, I really also watched that. the 36 chamber of shaolin which i had not yes! seen before nice. yes awesome movie um, that is my favorite kung fu movie of all time. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Um, and then, lastly, the third movie I watched, watched the night comes for us. Tyler, yes. do you want to start us off on some discussion there? Uh, yes, absolutely. So, the night comes for us. I do not have the director handy, but it is very much in. It's a Netflix original, and while not made by um, the same creative team as the Raid. It is very similar stylistically. It has Eco Uwais in it, and it it's much more brutal, in my opinion, than The Raid, and it's very kinetic. It's just an exhausting... Oh, yeah, uh, Timo Jajanto, uh, um, Indonesian flick, and I think Indonesian martial arts movies are really, really strong, and I think it's something that a lot of people... If you're into it and you haven't given Indonesian martial arts movies a shake yet, you definitely should. They are brutal, they are exhausting, and they have some of my favorite fight choreography of oh, any, any movie. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on it, Riley. Oh man, I thought it was awesome. It was definitely not not what I expected, but uh, in terms of you know the gore. Mm-hmm. Um, they really really go but i i loved that i mean the fight choreography was awesome the story itself was a little lacking i thought yeah plot wise i think it's, it's very defi- simple yeah it's definitely a movie you're just watching for the fight scenes mm-hmm. um i do enjoy it it does seem like each fight scene gets better and better his final fight with eco is unbelievable yeah like the two final fights like uh the all-female fight yeah and the uh and then the one-on-one fight between our two like main guys yeah are the one-on-one is maybe like an all-time fight absolutely i think that's the most exhausting fight scene i've ever watched also these people are just straight up superhuman yeah they they (laughs) should definitely be super dead early in those fights but yeah yeah, it was awesome it rips it's on netflix super low barrier to entry i think if you haven't watched it yet you should if that's your cup of tea 
if gore is not for you maybe stick to the raid uh because that's another very strong indonesian martial arts movie but it doesn't quite go to the extremes that the night comes for us does but it's the most fun i've had with a movie in a while yeah you pretty much just sit with your mouth wide open there were scenes that had me kind of cringing a little bit and that takes a lot to do now where did you watch it netflix But yeah, other than that, that's about it for me. Ty, how about you? What else did you watch? Oh, actually, real quick, I do want to plug the reason we watched that. Um, oh, yeah. Riley wasn't able to join, but I joined for it. Our friends at Nightmare Junkhead did host a Netflix party for that. Super fun. Uh, we were all just kind of riffing in the chat the entire time until my computer blue screened as it is one to do uh, because I had to use the old laptop for that. But it... Uh, it was a super fun time. Those guys are doing a lot of really good stuff right now, both uh, in person and digitally to kind of keep our Kansas City film community together. If you have not listened to Nightmare Junkhead or Nerds of Nostalgia, both by Greg D. and Genius McGee, awesome shows that they we've hung out with both those guys in person. Very cool dudes. And they're the hardest working men in Kansas City podcasting. I would agree. To paraphrase what was said about James Brown. <laughs> So what I've been watching, I'm, I'm going to run through a list and just a couple basic uh, out of five star ratings because I'm just rattling off a letterbox. Wounds with Army Hammer, three stars, horror movie, does some interesting things, doesn't really catch me. Relic, an Australian horror movie that focuses on dementia and uh, some other things, but I don't want to give too much away. Four stars, awesome. A lot of people are talking about that one, uh, potentially just the feel bad movie of the year. Because uh, it is a lean and mean and under 90 minutes, you get in, get out, and just, it's a solid horror movie. Uh, the Predator, one and a half out of five. That one just <laughs> lost me. It struggled. The action was good. The dialogue was not. And the way they handle mental health issues uh, in a few fronts is very, very bad. Sweetheart on Netflix. Creature feature with a uh, black woman as the lead. Trapped on an island with a monster. It rules. I would watch it. There are a few decisions made story-wise. They kind of take the wind out of the sails for a bit in the third act. Overall, still really strong. Fighting with my family. Two and a half out of five. It's fine. It's it's fun. Uh, it's better than I expected, but it's nothing special. Night Comes for Us, four and a half out of five. Amulet, a Spanish, well, English language, but I believe set in Spain. Horror movie, very generic for the first two acts until the final 30 minutes where it just goes bonkers weird and completely off the rails more than any movie I've seen in a while. Uh, but it l- lost my interest in the first two thirds and just couldn't pull me back in for all the weird stuff. Two and a half out of five. And then I followed that up last night at like 12, 15 AM. Cause I just needed a palate cleanser after amulet, uh, lone wolf and cub baby cart at the river sticks. Uh, the, I believe six lone wolf and cub movies are on HBO max. They are awesome. I know Samurai is hot right now. Uh, Everybody playing Ghosts of Tsushima. I really, really dig the Lone Wolf and Cub series. They're they're kind of the hyper-violent, a lot of the Jallo-esque red paint and blood spraying everywhere. It's fun. This one is, I preferred Sword of Vengeance more, but I'm going to keep working my way through the series. This one got a little weirder and was a little less grounded, and it's still really fun, though. But yeah. Oh, and watched uh, season one of True Detective, which rips. You've been busy. Yeah. Oh man, I've I've been watching a lot because I've just been trying to keep my mind off the constant hellscape that is our country. <laughs> uh, also, yes, you talked about Ghosts of is it Tsushima? Yeah, is Tsushima. That the title. Uh, Rustin confirms that game rips. I if I had a PS4, I would be playing it. I do not have a PS4, so I'm just continuing to make myself miserable uh, in the best way by playing Sekiro, which is just a punishing experience. <laughs> it's fun, though. I like it. Well, let's talk about these owls. The Snyder Cut. Let's discuss it. On Rotten Tomatoes, Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, re- was released in September 24, 2010, directed by Zack Snyder, written by John Orloff, John Colley, and Emil Stern. Uh, made 54 million at the box office. Uh, 90 minute runtime. That's rounding down. Pretty stacked cast. Uh, Sam Neill. That's all. That's a selling point for me. That's all you need. Joel Edgerton, Lee Wanell, Hugo Weaving. How could this movie be? Helen Mirren. You know this movie can't disappoint with a cast like that. So let's I heard talk. They, I heard they had to uh, CGI out uh, 
Helen Mirren's mustache though for her <laughs> for her owl. I I did hear that too, and also Sam Neill's owl was supposed to be wearing a black suit of armor, uh, but they weren't able to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, he had red and blue feathers instead. <laughs> oh man, what a stinker! Anyway, this movie is based on a young adult book series, uh, the beloved Guardians of the Gahul, Guardians of Gahul books by Catherine Lasky. The film follows Soren, a young owl enthralled by his father's epic stories of the Guardians of Gahul, a mythic band of winged warriors who had fought a great battle to save all of Alkine from the evil Pure Ones, who are essentially just Nazi owls. Soren wants to join them, and his brother Clud is tired of being in his brother's shadow. Uh, they both fall out of the tree, get kidnapped by the Pure Ones. Clud joins them, Soren does not. And Soren and Gilfoil, or uh, Gilfy, uh, they take off and join the uh, Guardians of Gahul. There's a big training montage. Guardians of Gahul are ready to go take down the Pure Ones, and a big battle happens. And there's some slow motion, then fast motion, as you expect in a Zack Snyder picture. A lot of slow motion. Way yeah. too much slow motion. Unnecessary. This, this movie... Okay, let's talk about what we liked. <laughs> let's talk about what we liked about this movie. Um, because there aren't really many great rotten reviews for this one. Uh, they all take it too seriously, which is odd. Um what is good about this movie? In my opinion, I think there is some very solid world building, and that, I mean, that's what you get when you pull from a running book series. Right. Yeah, I think I said in our group chat this this story, this story would be really good if it wasn't about fucking owls. <laughs> well, to be fair, it isn't about fucking owls. It is just about okay. regular owls. Uh, well, those. I mean. Owls have fucked in this in this book just off screen. They're they're baby owls. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Maybe that should have been in this movie. But yeah, I mean, I mean it's this, Zack this, Snyder. I'm surprised there wasn't. Give it a hard R with owls who fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you make this a hard R, and I am a thousand times more interested. Add some gore, baby. Yeah, it's like it's a cool. It would be kind of a cool story if it just wasn't about owls. I think yeah. that's. I thought. For being 2010, I thought the CGI was pretty good. I thought it looked, like, visually it looked good. Yeah, they definitely looked like owls. Yeah, feathers, beaks. I do not agree on that one. I can clearly tell. I don't know. For 2010, I know. 2010, an entirely CGI movie, I think it's pretty good. This is the same year Tron Legacy came out. Is it really? Yeah. All right, well... (laughs) I mean, sure, they likely did not have the budget and the sheer just amount of time spent on this that they spent on Tron Legacy, but it, I don't know, it just, they they wanted to do the, the three-dimensional cartoon type movie, but also wanted, in some parts, you felt like they wished they could go photorealistic with it, and you have to pick one or the other. It was too in the middle for me. It's not that the effects were bad, it's that it just didn't. They couldn't pick a style. They couldn't pick a style. Yeah, there was yeah. to me there wasn't a cohesive visual style throughout the movie. I think. Uh, well, I'll save my thoughts on some of the animation and the action scenes for mm-hmm. when we get into the next category. I do think yeah. to pick up on what you were saying, though. I mean, I think that there is there's decent world building. I think the ideas behind the plot are somewhat compelling in that there's warring factions, there's betrayal of like. A brother choosing his side. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's some, some classic plot mechanics. There's magic. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, but it's owls doing it. Like, if you pitched this mm-hmm. in a... If you were in a movie pitch and you're like, here's the plot. Here's what's going on. Here's all the things that have to happen. They're probably like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And they're like, also, all the characters are owls. <laughs> <laughs> Does the, like, end of the Nintendo Direct, like, oh, and one more thing. <laughs> they're all owls. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I I just I, I think that's the major problem with the movie is yeah. they're they're all owls. There's a lot of like very discreet owl like facts in this, like the method. They really dive into the whole pellet thing. Yeah, yeah way too much on the pellets. <laughs> yeah, um, and then they like they talk about specifically like what they have to do in order to like learn how to fly. The learning how to fly stuff, there is so much of it. It is such a huge, consuming part of this movie. 
Um, so if you were looking at I wonder how birds fly, it's great. If you're not looking for that, it is much less interesting. So I don't know. I, I think that there, those are some elements of stuff that it does well. There's a little there's a little bit of humor. Um, there's two characters that like right when they abduct the owls, the owlets in the first part where they're like being tough and they look to each other for like support. Like that's actually kind of funny. Like I think that I got one, that got a laugh out of me. Yeah. But those are like the only characters also, I cared about the entire movie. One of those was Lee One L. Yeah. I I agree with you on that. I and I think the the owl facts, the problem with it is they I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to build a lore into their movie and really make give it like a rich lore to draw from. But that's just owl biology. <laughs> that's all that is. That's not <laughs> you're not creating a any type of I don't know, like storied past for this world. You're just giving me facts about owls. Yeah. So it's almost there, but just not quite. It's basically like a slightly violent craft creatures episode. Like that's what, Yeah. <laughs> which that's what I'm saying is like, if you were a kid, like if I saw this when I was, I don't know, 10, I probably would have loved this movie. I really probably would have. You know what I mean? Cause it has, I think I would have wanted to be an owl. Right. <laughs> But, you know, like, I feel like this, that's what this movie is, not to spoil the whole, what the point of this episode is, but, like, if you're talking about who it's for, it's for, like, nerdy, it's, like, for nerdy kids who are really into animal facts and, like, mythical stories. That's basically mm-hmm. who this is for. It's a very specific Yeah, niche. this would have been my bread and butter as a kid. Yeah. But, so that kind of takes me into, I might start to transition a little bit, and this is more of just a discussion point than whether it's good whether it's bad but you bring that up this is a ya book series though and if you look at it from that standpoint the this movie technically has the same target market as the harry potter series and i feel like because this one it does take a lot of itself seriously and a lot of uh heavy story elements are included that you would include in like you know that are present in other in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I don't know. It it just doesn't work for that age group. It's definitely it, it. Yeah, it's definitely young side of young adult. Yeah, yeah. This is like the eleven to twelve young adult, right? Which I don't know if that's young adult or not. Probably not. I don't know what the classification <laughs> is for like a book learning. I I don't know. I. I didn't read a lot, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I read everything at a very early age, so I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. 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 So is there anything else we liked about this movie? I like the short runtime. Yeah, yeah, short runtime's nice. I like the first half, kind of. Okay, after they get to the Pure Ones Mountain, the intro was bad. I didn't like the intro with them falling out of the tree. It's useless. It, I don't need it. Once they get there and they start to develop the world and the lore a lot more, and you realize this isn't just like a set in the real world owl type story. This is a whole fantasy world where the world is just populated by owls. That that kind of worked for me. And then I paused to go. Uh, I had to go do some yard work real quick. I was around the 45 minute mark when I paused. And I was like, so far, this isn't terrible. And then Riley and Jeff were going in our uh, group chat talking about how bad it is and then and we can go ahead and transition into what we do not like about this movie as soon as i hit play i hit play right as they were getting to gahul in the big tree and that's where i think this movie starts to tank oh man and does it brings us to the worst part of the movie the montage scene oh my god so throughout this movie uh there's a pretty heavy like vocal like choral score and that you see in I don't know, like the sweeping epics and the storied adventure movies that the hero is going somewhere and he has a grand purpose. A lot like medieval and fantasy movies. You know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. then what do they do for this montage, Riley? They fucking pick a song by... Wait for it, wait for it, because this is really clever. They pick Owl City to sing the main song of this <laughs> ah! movie. Get it? Hey, do you guys... Do you like... Do you get it, though? Because... <laughs> Because it's owls. Oh, Owl City. Oh, Owl City. So obviously they should sing a song in this. Yeah. And I mean, I'm imagining that they had Owl City record a song for this movie. Oh, no. I, yeah, like, it's a, it's definitely an original song. Oh, it's bad. 
And and I wonder how many owl themed bands they had to sort through until they decided, <laughs> oh, why don't we just ask Owl City? <laughs> oh, oh my god. And it just yeah, it's just such a tonal one eighty to this movie. It doesn't work. It doesn't no, work at all, all with anything else in this movie. They should have just gone all the way and, and picked like an Owl City hit. Like, fuck it, just play Fireflies. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> Hello really Seattle. <laughs> I don't know any other Owl City hits, but are there multiple? There's there's two, right? He had there's a run. Hello, he had Hello a run. Seattle and Fireflies, right? Aren't those the two? Yeah. He had some good stuff back in the day. I, I was a strong hater of Fireflies, yeah. so if any any other songs came out after that that were considered good, I probably didn't listen. I think there were girls the who liked the band, and so then I, I made sure I had That's a limited, uh, you know, <laughs> I had to be a little bit literate in what the songs were. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's the most accurate description of why I had any knowledge of Owl City. Like, girls like Owl City? I like Owl City. (laughs) I'm 15 years old. This is how love works. (laughs) (laughs) But then that's also just the song. It's not what else is wrong with this montage. You get to Gahul and the (laughs) basically the greeters of Gahul are like... (laughs) Greeters. Are basically like, hey... You guys are new. Please select one of the following career paths. <laughs> You've unlocked a new path in your skill tree. Please pick your subclass. Warrior monk. And then the, the montage is just the different classes that you can choose. And it's just it's just so bad. Was there a video game released as a companion piece to this? Oh my gosh. Well, hold on. I, I bet it's an... I'm going to put my money and say it's a Nintendo DS game. Ooh. I'm going to say PS2. In 2010, they would have been doing PS3 by then, so it's not a PS2 game. And they wouldn't put this on the PS3. I'm looking at Wikipedia oh, to see. Video game adaptation. It's a Wii U game. Okay. Oh my god. I'm guessing it's a Wii U game. I don't know. Uh, it's Xbox 360. Oh! oh my god. Uh, PlayStation 3, Wii, Xbox 360, and Nintendo DS. Yes. Damn. <laughs> gonna do a quick ebay search uh while we keep it is based, <laughs> you guys just said uh, it is based on the film of the same name and includes some elements from the books the game takes place during the events of the movie it features a cover with a bunch of owls on it no no surprise there and they're carrying fireballs on their talons <laughs> i believe or is it that I mean, flaming stick exists. it's an e10 plus so it's almost a t oh i remember that rating almost a t Ooh, ooh, six bucks for Xbox 360 on uh, eBay. Oh, guys, you're going to love this. Guess who the two main characters are? In the game? Yeah, it's not from the movie. Uh, Owly and Towly. No, their names are Shard and Parzival. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, my God. That is I can't amazing. escape. I cannot escape. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay oh my god. let's keep going about what what we don't like about this movie or what didn't work so i actually kind of want to touch on i kind of liked i know i'm i'm going backwards now but i kind of like the whole thing with hugo weaving's character uh grimble i believe grimble mcthimble <laughs> Who had who has any idea what any of the characters? Oh, the, oh yeah, the, the sleeper cell, cell that was with the pure ones. Wait, 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 wait. is that <laughs> yeah. Grumble? Hold on, we're gonna do the full cast. One second. You pull that up. I'll talk about what I liked. I kind of like the whole part where he turns and he helps them escape, but it all happened very quickly, and think you could have fleshed that out a little more. But I I didn't hate that. Uh, but everything else, like the very extended scene of them falling and waiting for them to start flying, it's like, come on. We know what's happening. Let's just talk about the emphasis on flying in this movie. Yeah, it's clearly a metaphor for like... And believing in yourself. Like adulthood. Yeah. Where does it, Where do you think this puts them in terms of the uh, fight or flight Ooh, they are, response? Uh, well, see, it's odd because now the yeah. fight uh, response is the flight response here. Oh, You yes. have to flight to fight. So now is it more of a flight or fall response? And just get like owl smeared across the tarmac if you don't <laughs> yeah riley and i were talking i don't think this movie has near enough yeah gore. <laughs> owls are brutal creatures yeah 
Yeah. I will say they did. Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Rob. So, we, you know, we touch on the whole owl biology mm-hmm. thing. It's a big thing in this movie. Do we ever at one point talk about how owls can, like, turn their head all no, the way around? No, they don't. Is that they, ever mentioned? They never touch on it. And, like, they do the full body waddle to turn around and look at things. You're an owl. Turn your head around. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Just, come on. So. That's, I feel like that's Owl 101. Yeah, like, that's the first thing you learn about owls. You learn that before you learn about pellets. <laughs> I would say it's one of the only things I know about. <laughs> <laughs> I only know about pellets because we dissected one at uh, Heston yep. Elementary. Yeah, we did. Oh, I don't know if I remember that. That was the Canopolis chip. Oh. Yeah. That sounds familiar. No, I, yeah, we did do that in the Canopolis. I think we did that in multiple occasions in science. Just a real into dissecting owl pellets in Heston. <laughs> the city's just like, what do you want us to do with all it's these owl hit. pellets? Play it again. <laughs> We have to collect these and do something with them. It's becoming a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Like... Oh, I, I got something else. Okay, perfect. The, the absolutely unexplained relationship between the pure ones and the bats. Yeah. Other than... I... Ooh. Okay. The, this builds off of that, but let's talk about that. Like, they don't touch on it other than their utility to the pure ones. There's no reason... Right, obviously, like, they're the grunts, but, like, is there... So, like, how did they... How did they get the bats to work for them? How? What? What are the logistics? The bats here? What's are in the, it for like, the shiny what? pieces of metal. That's all they want. Or oh, I guess I guess they give the bats the blood from the other owls oh, that they trap. Is that <laughs> oh, it? Oh my god! There's never an exchange of goods. They, I mean, that's what they were pointing pointing towards or yeah. insinuating. They, they just were have like, like now we'll drain them of blood. A meat locker with the owls hung up and just draining them into a trough for the bats i don't know i think it was just assumed it's kind of like when you have like crows helping witches there's just like an alliance of evil animals i guess so the bats are like we're always going to be on the side of whichever one is the nazi bird so (laughs) like they're just they're just part of it i think it's weird that i think a crow would have made a lot more sense though a crow would have been better than a bat i agree (laughs) give the bats to the echidna do you think it's because then the bats could have were the bats using the weapons in their in their hands, or were they using them in their it was feet? Like, no, their, their their wings were like razor bladed. Yeah, like they had blades on their wings. Yeah, but so at one point they do mention the the bats are important because they aren't affected by the fragments, the big magical orb. Which okay, can we talk about that? I they don't explain that at all. Somebody explain. Yeah, we, don't, we have no idea why, why little the, metal fragments create that. Yeah, I couldn't figure out. I was like, okay, is it like, is it a magnet? You know what I mean? And well, I think like... it's legit magic. I think this is supposed to be fantasy and a fantasy element of it, and it's just a, a magic ball. But the the utility for the bats is described by Naira, the evil queen owl, voiced by <laughs> Helen Mirren. Uh, <laughs> I imagine Academy Award winner Helen Mirren. <laughs> Every She's once in a while, you just want to phone in a project. I get it. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think they pay out just buku bucks for voice acting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's in true. Hollywood. Anyway, and that's a cheap check. Or like that's a cheap or an easy job. You don't have to do a whole lot for voice acting. Yeah. Uh but so the gizzards. And the the gizzards are why the bats are not affected because they do not have gizzards. And so it's <laughs> no organs it's in these bats. Biological. It's fantastical and also it like is a metaphor for courage. There are so many things and so much emphasis placed on the gizzard. Yeah. I always thought gizzards were like intestines. No, they're uh, they're what grinds it's up just... the little... Uh, it's uh, how they digest things. Oh, like the bone? Like how they separate like the bone and the hair? Yeah. So it's like their rectum. Nah. It's like, well, a, kinda... it's like a stomach. It's not exactly yeah, it's a part stomach, of the but stomach. it's... Yeah. Oh, okay. All I know is they taste good. Yeah, you like, can fry I... them up. I love gizzards, but this, it makes no sense here. This is useless. It's a useless thing, and it's its the speed force of Guardians of Gahul. It, it's just, oh, what's this? Gizzard, speed force, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like It's your explain away magic tool for yeah. this whole movie. I just don't know why they, they should have made it like collecting some other magical element. I think calling it Metal Flex like makes me feel like there's some kind of scientific thing behind it yeah make make up an element yeah Yeah. 
Call it unobtainium. Hell, I don't yeah. care. Something like that actually would have been a lot better. All right. Let's wrap up here and let's move into our standout and letdown scenes. Standout scene. For me, just because I mentioned it earlier, I think that fight with uh, old Grimble, old Grimble Shanks, he, uh, that's fine. That's good. That's fine. <laughs> that's it. That's what I got for you. I don't Wait, think, me... isn't, isn't Zilreeb the good one? The old... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, he's, just throw some letters he's together. The, he's the hero from the first one. Yeah, Zeal of Keel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Zetus Lapidus. But Grimble is. <laughs> Which one's Grimble? <laughs> I don't know. Because then there's Alamir. Because then there's <laughs> Alamir. Is Alamir. Sam Neil. I know that. That's Sam Neil. Yeah. Grimble is Hugo Weaving. He's the big, white, mean-looking owl who's actually good. So the King Owl. Wait, no. Grimble's the king owl? I thought Alamir no, was Grimble's the king not owl. The king. <laughs> no, Alamir's the traitor. Alamir's the traitor? And a traitor. Yeah. No, the, tr- the king no, no, wasn't no. the traitor. Sam Neill's the traitor. Yeah, and Alamir is the traitor. And, but he was also... Right. You were saying it was Grimble. No, but we're, we're, we're trying to figure out who's Grimble. Yeah. Grimble was the king. No, Metalbeard, or Metalbeak is the king, and that's Josh Edgerton. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, the head the head of Gahul, Good the king. two white but that's owls. That's Alamir! No, Alamir was no, the head! It no, he it's no, he's king. not. No, he's like he's like the first in command, like the first soldier. He's this like a general. This is a militaristic society, so I am led to believe that the general no, no, no. has more power yeah. than the king. No, and then we have a president and first lady. Okay, the two snow owls. I don't know. And who I believe they are. the male of those two is Grimble. No, Grimble's the one that saves them. Hold on, he's the one who's prote- He's the sleeper cell. Guardians <laughs> of the Hool. We're going to find this out. <laughs> oh, my God. This would be so much easier if they had regular fucking names. This might be the most we've ever argued about. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. We're going to we're gonna figure this out. Grimble's the one who says, I, I didn't always have my feathers looking like this. Okay, so that's that's Grimble? Yeah. Okay. They took my family. Hold on, hold on. Hold All right. On. Wait, I'm going to... But he's a big, in... fluffy white owl. He's not a snow owl. He's a big, poofy owl with feathers. Right. Apex predator. Alamir, Wait, then who? I'm pretty sure Alamir is the one who betrays them. He is. Right. But Alamir. Yeah, we've established that. Grimble betrays the evil ones. Alamir yeah, he was the one the that, that taught him oh, how to yes. fly. Yep, that's right. <laughs> okay, all right. So what, 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 okay, that was your standout This is like the departed for owls. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> Frank, the thing, My standout I'm the scene is when he teaches them to fly. And they, he fights Naira. And okay. Clud. All right, my standout scene is when Soren meets uh, Jeffrey Rush's owl, the old Ooh. war hero, because he. Uh, I like it. I mean, I don't like it, but I it's, like that. It's, it's my I think good, that's a good. It's element. my favorite scene because it's like Soren realizing like what the myth, the mythos was all really about, or that mm-hmm. you know it's a real thing. There's people some went truth through. to this. Yeah, or you know, it's not. It's not uh, as romanticized as he had thought. Right. Yeah, because his big hero is now this like, I assume he's got a little case of owl PTSD, and he's just he's, you. He's pretty haggard. You must come with me. <laughs> Go to the Dagobah system if we're to defeat the pure ones. <laughs> Speaking of Obi Wan Kenobi, can we talk? I know this isn't stand. You know what? No, I'm changing my standout scene. I am taking the scene that is a direct pull from Revenge of the Sith <laughs> when the first is, forest is burning and Clud and Soren are fighting and Soren even gets above him and he's like, no, Clud, I have the high ground. And then there's uh, a branch breaks. He falls into the fire. And when we find out at the end, he's coming back. There's a metal mask right by him. Clud's become an owl Darth Vader. Cool. Whatever. I don't even care anymore. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah there's no good scenes in this movie there are scenes that don't suck so bad (laughs) i think i would have to go with like where they get captured and it's the owls like joking back and forth that's probably the best part yeah that's about it i don't like any of the fight scenes i just get bored watching cgi fight each other well, you don't I, like I, when things slow down and then go really fast. I just don't. The, the whole owls, like owls fighting, it, like it's just not cool. Like they just 
throw their feet at each other. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I need some blood if that's going to happen. Except for when these owls are just given swords. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what? Like, give me an owl gutting another owl with its feet swords. <laughs> they have razor well, blades hey, on their feet. Jeff, if you're looking for that, you should check out uh, The Night Comes for Us. Ooh, fair enough. If what you're if you're looking you... to gutting? I feel like uh, I don't know. I don't even know how you would make this movie any better. Uh, make it people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. Let's call a it Game topic. of Thrones, or like I don't know, or mice, or something. Something that could actually hold a weapon. Like, oh my yes. god, no! Hands. You know what? This, this is basically a red wall. I was gonna say, if you put this, if you make this mice, so this is red wall. Yeah, you know what I really want? I want a rated R red wall. Hell yeah! Oh yeah. I know Brian Jacques was real, like... Jakes. Brian Jakes? Jakes. Jakes. I know he was, like, more Christian than C.S. Lewis, so I can't imagine he would have been too <laughs> happy with an R-rated version of Redwall. What if we just did a knockoff Redwall with just, like, the most gore possible? I'm most in. gore and l- the least amount of animation experience we can have. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just Pickle Rick. Like, I will just animate this. An, anim- an animated Redwall... Uh, using PowerPoint. They <laughs> I will say, while we're on the topic of Redwall, the... just like <laughs> Star Wipe. <laughs> when somebody dies, they digitize out. <laughs> like the little square thing. Yeah. <laughs> while we're talking about Redwall, I want to mention this and then we'll move on to let down scenes. I, I have never been hungrier while reading than reading the descriptions of food in Redwall. It's so good. It's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> it's basically think, Game of Thrones for so, children. Yeah. Similar to With Game Rodents. of Thrones, Redwall was something I act like I had read <laughs> as a child. <laughs> um, I think Redwall was one of the first books that I got through like two chapters and I realized I don't have the attention span to read books. <laughs> <laughs> Just two chapters of flipping pages I'm pretty, well i'm pretty I sure i got it to took read. me like a month to get through like two chapters i'm like yeah i got a reading problem <laughs> <laughs> that's all right man okay let's move on to our letdown scenes i it's obvious for me it's the yeah goddamn montage yeah the, the montage is abysmal and we talked about our problems with it earlier I think that's a really good one. I think just any other scene that has a galantine in it, like the baby sister oh, yeah. bird. Unnecessary. Just the worst character ever. Also, like all the rest of these names are like weird, but they kind of make sense. What the fuck is a galantine? Is that like <laughs> it's Latin so that they can call her egg? That's fine. That's because she's a baby, and you're going to uh, be calling an adult owl egg someday. That it's rude. Yeah. Also, is Zilrib is e easy yeah easy rib maybe well that's the that's the war hero yeah he goes by a different just, name just call him his, just, his his storied name yeah lies just call him lies Zealakil. i'm not gonna remember is rib don't make me do that <laughs> yeah we, we struggle enough with grimble <laughs> there is one this noun, is like trying to remember characters one from noun like his avatar name, or something <laughs> i have a similar problem with this movie that i do with avatar which is that everybody looks the same and so I can't tell who anybody is. They're all just blue characters fighting each other. No These one, are all just owls yeah. fighting each other. Yeah, no one has a lasting impact. Yeah. It's just owl, this owl and that owl. And it's not even like the evil owls are a different color than the other one. Like, they're all just all different colors. So, like, I don't, the pure one it's is a not like a thing, race though. thing. It's just like... It's the not, pure not even are... a species of bird. Like, yeah. they start to say that it's like the Taito owls or whatever. But Taito but, owls are just the people from the forest of Taito. Like, that's just where they live. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Yeah. And you'd think these, these pure ones that say they're Taitos or whatever would stay in the forest. No, no they go yeah. to, like, the most desolate rock formation they can find. Right. If this story is about teaching children about fascism, like, you have to make <laughs> it consistent. Like, what's <laughs> what are the goals of the fascist society that we're trying to fight against here? Uh, magic flex. <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's, let's instead go to the Marxist community that is, the, <laughs> is that is Gahul, where everyone yeah. has a role. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Domhnall Gleeson Award. Hugo Weaving. I'm just going to say Sam Neill. Yeah, just because let me more hear Sam more Neill. Sam Neill. 
It was a it was a comfort blanket hearing Sam Neill's voice come over the movie. I I would like to watch In the Mouth of Madness now. I think I might still have your cap, your uh, copy, Ty. You do, yeah. And <laughs> Riley has my copy of Prince of Darkness. <laughs> but I do love that movie. Oh, so. it's so good. I've I've been wanting to watch both of those recently and haven't been able to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just uh, we can get on a house party and play them both at the same there time. Go. There we go. All right, let's move into our draft for today. Can you put the link in? Because yes, I will put the link in the chat. We are using a list. Of 10 biggest blockbuster bird movies from birdcagesnow.com. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run down. Um, I, I'm going to pull up a random number generator. Also, I'm going to run down what this list is just for the listener. Happy Feet, Rio, Chicken Little, Rio 2, Chicken Run, March of the Penguins, Happy Feet 2, Surf's Up, Free Birds, and The Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. I cannot believe they put Rio 2 in instead of Hitchcock's The Birds. What the fuck? And Hitchcock's The Birds is the... It's by box office, Jeff. Oh, that's... Honorable mention is The Birds. All right, guys. Pick a number between 1 and 20. 4. Number 3, my lord. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go high. Actually, no, I don't have to go that high. I'll go 5. God, (laughs) fuck you guys. (laughs) It it's a five. No. <laughs> Which means... All right, so just yeah. go, go Tyler, Jeff, me. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, easy number one pick. Chicken run. Yeah. Off the board Fuck. immediately. Yeah. yeah. That's such a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know if I like any of the rest of these. Um, trade down. Trade down. <laughs> March of the Penguins, maybe, is probably the only other one that I've seen all the way through, except for maybe Rio. So I'll go March of the Penguins. Damn. I was going to take that one, because that's the only real bird. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, whew, boy, third pick. Let's see here. I'm going to go... I'm going to take Surf's Up. Ooh. Surfing's cool, so... I don't think I've seen that one. It's fine. I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Jeff. We're picking from a list of bird movies. None of them are real winners. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go with that. All right. So back around to me, and for uh, for number two, I am going to take the story of an outsider, different from everyone else, who discovers his place in this world. Directed by George Miller, Happy Feet. That whole bit was, if you're not aware, Happy Feet was also directed by the director of Mad Max Fury Road and the rest of the Mad Max series. Unbelievable. (laughs) See, I love it when when directors just break, directors, actors, whoever, just break from format. They're like, fuck it. I've been doing dark movies for so long. I just want to do a penguin dancing around. That's a lot. So it's actually not bad. Happy Feet's fine. It uh, has Elijah Wood in it. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yep. And plus, I'm playing a communist penguin in D and D right now, so this works. This jives. Fair enough. Rio's the only other one I've seen. I thought it was fine, so <laughs> I'm gonna choose Freebirds uh, <laughs> because it was it's number nine on the list. It says under the tagline of the best turkey movie of all time. So, I mean. Let's go ahead and put that in the roster. Well, Jeff, can you read the uh, can you read the plot summary? Sure. The brief synopsis there of Freebirds. Freebirds shows the quest of two turkeys to save their fellow gobblers from the dinner table of Thanksgiving. Turkey heroes Reggie and Jake travel back in time <laughs> to the early 1600s to try to alter the course of history at Plymouth Colony. Their goal is to remove turkeys from the first Thanksgiving to save them every following Thanksgiving. So they don't actually we have get- to do that because there were not turkeys at the first Thanksgiving. So. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to do this movie. <laughs> oh, God. I, re- I, I refuse. Mean, no bird movies for at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a deal. All right. I think I, I'm happy with this pick. I'm going to go Chicken Little. Damn I remember it. I remember this movie actually being funnier than I thought. Like, there's some lame jokes in it that I think if I watch now, I'd still be like, ha, you know, like, that's that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're dealing with bird movies, so these are really, none of them are good. (laughs) 
All right, rounding it out, my third pick. I'm, I got to do it. I am just going to take Legends of the Guardians, the Rise of Gahul, or yeah, the Owls of Gahul. It's, it's a bird movie. It's fine. It's not fine. It's not great. But we watched it and we talked about it, and I had two strong early picks, so I'm going to go ahead and take Guardians of Gahul. Jeff, your third pick. I guess I'm going to go with Rio. <laughs> yeah. happy about her name it. is Rio and she dances in the sand. It's got the guy from the social network, Jesse Eisenberg. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, Mark. I mean, basically. Uh, and that's meats. all I really remember about it, other than. Sweet baby rays. A parrot gets stolen and has to get back out of captivity. And I've already seen that movie. It's got Cheech Marin in it. It's called Polly. And it's way better. Polly is way better. <laughs> I can't believe Polly's not on this list. I would have taken Polly number one draft pick. <laughs> I, all right, last pick of the draft. Uh, I'm just taking Rio 2. I have no <laughs> other reason than I don't want to pick Happy Feet 2. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it, right? We're just doing Yeah, that's, that's it. it. All right, let's yeah. wrap up with ratings, boys. Jeff, you can go first. This movie is a two. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate it. I don't know that it's actually like poorly done as much as I just didn't enjoy any part of it. So, I mean, I think there's some plot stuff there that comes with it already being an established story. The CGI to me looks fine. I think it's a little bit messy, but overall, like it's, it's basically fine. So yeah, it's a two. I would never watch it again. I would never recommend anybody else watch it. So that's where I'll stand. It's not aggressively bad. It's just not fun. It may be a three, but I'm going to yeah, say it's a two. Uh, I, I, I think I'm going to go three, three and a half, somewhere in there. Uh, it's just very bland. I was happy when I flipped this movie on and saw there was an hour and a half, and I was right I was right about that. Mm-hmm. I was right to be happy that it was short. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Jeff, you said you would never watch it again, but this is something if, like, if one of my future kids wanted to watch this, there are a lot worse things for them to make me sit down and watch with them. I don't particularly enjoy this movie or would go out of my way to watch it, but if my kid was watching it and wanted me to watch with him, I'd be fine. But, uh, so, would I rate Ready Player One a two? Yeah, so this is a three. <laughs> <laughs> that's now your, that's now your, like, criteria. Once you rate a movie that low, that has to be judged against all other movies. I like, like this is it better one or worse? star more, or one point more than Ready Player One. Oh my gosh. Anyway, this has been another episode of Who the Hell is This For? Thank you guys for listening.